When I was in ninth grade, I was the new kid in school that year. I had moved to a new town, and after several months had gone by, other students were still trying to figure me out. Then one day, I was sitting in homeroom, and one of the guys asked me, Are you a Christian? And I said, No. Then he, along with the other students that were sitting around me, they started judging me and talking about all of the sins that they thought I might have possibly committed. I remember at one point I was thinking, who are you to judge me? And I said to them, why should I be a Christian if you're not living the way you're supposed to live? Then saved by the bell, the bell rang and it was time to go to the next class. You see, what they didn't know was that while I was not yet a Christian, I did go to church and have some idea of what they were talking about. Those students who sat around me judging, they were known for doing the things they should not have been doing. These students had foul mouths that were worse than sailors. They were gossips. They were disobedient to their parents. They were very foolish. And there was even one girl who was known for being extremely promiscuous. Now, that was way back in 1999, and I didn't accept Jesus until 2004. Welcome to the Grafted Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Weatherly. I want to help encourage you to have an active faith, to engage in God's word, and to discover your purpose in life. Each episode, we will examine verses from the Bible, find their original meaning, and apply them to our lives today. Each message will end with growth point questions for us to think about. Let's dive into this installment of the Grafted Podcast. Hey everyone, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for tuning into the Grafted Podcast and, and give you a quick update. Um, for everybody that's been praying for our family and that has been um, supporting our ministry financially, we just want to say thank you and let you know that we just hit 80% of our monthly missions budget and have started the visa process. We have about $1,800 left in monthly support to raise before we can go back to Spain. And our goal is to be finished fundraising and have the visa process completed so that way we can move back to Madrid by the end of December. Thank you again for your prayer and your financial support. And to find out more about how you can become one of our ministry partners, uh, if you haven't already, please visit our website, showingtheworld.com, and click on the Donate Now tab. Last episode... We talked about Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32, and what happens for those who don't acknowledge or have faith in God. Through Paul's example, we saw how God never gives up on anyone, but he will, however, allow people to go and live their own way and to live the way they want to live. Today, that relates to people living the you-do-you lifestyle. Then, to help themselves feel better, they encourage others to do the same things they were doing. Eventually, this leads to suffering and consequences of their actions. But as Christians, we should use Paul's example to live for Christ, to stay on the right track with God, and to do our best to live up to His standards through our faith in Jesus. In this episode, we're looking at Romans chapter 2, verses 1-5. through 5. This episode's entitled, who are you to judge? Remember, Paul is addressing the church in Rome, which was made up of both Jewish and Gentile believers. There was a small group of Jewish believers that Paul is actually calling out here. 
And this group considered themselves to have the highest of moral standards. So they looked down on and they judged others because they had higher standards of living than the other people living in the community. They also believed that God's condemnation did not apply to them. So let's take a look at these first five verses of Romans chapter 2. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Before we dig in, I want to point out two things. First, while Paul is talking about judging, he is not talking about judgment for church discipline. There's a time and a place for church discipline to happen. And this typically happens when a believer has had what is considered to be a moral failure and is unrepentant. At that point, the pastor, church board, deacons, elders, and other church governing authorities step in to judge and discipline in that situation. This is a biblical form of discipline and judgment, and each Christian denomination has their own set of bylaws that helps guide the process. And as an ordained Assembly of God minister, I have witnessed church discipline. And trust me, it is not fun for anybody on any side that's involved. But this is not what we're talking about in this episode. The second thing I want to point out is that Paul is not talking about judging our fellow Christians as a form of accountability. This is where one Christian notices another who is struggling in an area that may or may not be known. When a Christian sees another doing something they are not supposed to do, they are to be judges, as in calling into question the action or the situation. But this is not to judge, as in condemning the person, but instead to gently help them stay right with God. And again, this is not what we're talking about in this episode. Now that we have all that out of the way, we can look at what Paul is really talking about. Paul starts chapter 2 by saying, You have no excuse. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. He is directly referring to what he said in chapter 1, verses 28 through 32, where God let people go to live their own way and to do what should not be done, and then he gave the list of the things that they were doing. This small group of Jewish believers we talked about earlier Along with other believers, they were judging people for their ungodly living. The issue with that is that the same people who were judging non-believers were doing some of the same exact things. While they believed in Jesus, they were still actively involved in sinful acts such as gossiping, slandering, being boastful, heartless, and being envious and deceitful. While they know the rules... They thought that their faith would allow them to still practice these things, but that was not the case. 
Paul calls these judgy people out by saying, when you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself for you who judge others do this very same thing. These believers were caught red-handed. There's a story in John chapter 8 where the Pharisees brought Jesus a woman who had been caught in adultery. The believers that Paul was referring to in Romans were acting just like the Pharisees from John chapter 8. Romans chapter 2 verse 1, this was Paul's way of saying that what Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 7, let those who are without sin be the first to throw a stone. Paul knew that these people that thought they were better than others had two thought processes going on in the back of their minds. The first was that they thought they had escaped God's judgment. This is found in verse 3. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you are doing the same thing? They thought that because they had faith in Jesus, that they would escape the judgment of God. They also forgot who the judge, jury, and executioner actually is, so they began to take it upon themselves to be those things. And they showed absolutely no mercy to those they were judging. Paul insisted that they were condemned because they were doing the same exact things they were judging others for doing. He knew that someday everyone, including us today, will appear in our true character and stand in judgment before Jesus. When we do, we will receive what is due to us, whether reward or punishment, and it's based on the things we have done while living. Paul suggests that when believers judge others for something they do also, that they are going to be judged the same way. Jesus talked about judging others in Matthew chapter 7, uh, and in verse 2 he said, For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is essentially judging in the same sense of sentencing someone or condemning someone for their actions. You see, there's a difference between wondering if somebody's going to hell because they don't have a relationship with Jesus or have faith in Jesus and condemning someone to hell because of their sinful lifestyle. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 4 and 5, while talking about ministry of the apostles, listen to what Paul said. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purpose of the heart. Each one will receive his commendation from God. The second thought process is that they were taking for granted what God had already done for them. We see this in verse 4, where Paul said, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this not mean anything to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? These judgy believers had grown arrogant and entitled. They had a false sense of security, believing that since they were Jewish believers, that they had possession of God's law. They became self-righteous. This caused them to take for granted that God was patient with them and how he gave them time to turn from their evil, rebellious ways. In the same way they were judging others, they became ignorant of what God did for them. 
Paul was concerned that with their overconfidence in their special status with God and their unwillingness to repent, that they showed disrespect for God's blessing. So he reminded them that God's purpose is to lead people toward repentance and to return to him. This happens through God's kindness and his patience. Peter teaches on this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, where he says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Instead of showing people God in a positive light, the people that Paul was talking to here were judging others in a way that showed contempt for the kindness, tolerance, and patience for God. So now that Paul had called out these two thought processes, he brings down the hammer on these arrogant believers with a warning that's found in verse 5. Paul writes, Because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For the day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Paul was enforcing the idea that because they were judging others for the same things they were doing, they were throwing judgment and condemnation on themselves. This was his way of telling them that they need to ask for forgiveness and turn from their sinful ways, or there are going to be consequences when the day of judgment comes. Even Jesus mentions this in, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. While Paul was calling out the high moralist believers in the church in Rome, we can still learn something from their mishaps. What we learn from this is that we need to be extremely careful in judging other people, especially if we are judging someone else for doing the same thing we are guilty of doing ourselves. It's probably safe to say that we all know someone who is guilty of being like the people Paul was referring to in these verses. In fact, we may even be putting ourselves in check right now just thinking about it. But here's an example. You see, my family studies Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu together. It's fun, it's a great heart-pumping exercise, and it's a great thing to do as a family. If you've ever been to a martial arts gym, there are all kinds of people from just about every walk of life. Some are Christian, some are from other religions and other backgrounds and lifestyles. There's a lot of ministry that can actually happen on the mats, and it's an awesome thing. But here's the story. About six months ago or so, there was a mixed martial arts fighter at our gym that everyone in the gym knew that he was a Christian and attended church. He was extremely outspoken. Now, I want to say here, pause just for a second and let you know that the people in this illustration are people that I personally know and respect, and more than likely they can kick my butt. So I'm changing their names. Um, So we'll call this guy by the name of Andy. You see, he was extremely outspoken as a Christian. 
And then one day he was talking with another one of the lady MMA fighters, and we'll say her name's Kelly. During that conversation, Kelly dropped the F-bomb. And Andy completely lost his mind. He started yelling and he raked Kelly over the coals. He told her how she was on a path straight to hell because of her foul mouth. And that she needed to apologize to him for cussing in front of him. Wow, thanks Andy for showing God's kindness and passion there. You see, come to find out, when people were looking at Andy's social media accounts, he was involved in some questionable lifestyle choices himself. He just chose cussing to be the mountain that he wanted to die on that day. And in the process, he ruined his reputation as a Christian in the gym. Now, I will say that I don't know if Andy was having a bad day that day, if he was being a little on the self-righteous side, or if he used to cuss like a sailor or something. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he decided to judge someone else when he knew his lifestyle didn't fit with God's standard. You see, as Christians, we are called to higher standards of living, which includes our morals and ethics, where we need to be careful is that we don't become self-righteous and start judging people when we know that we have messed up too. There isn't a single one of us here who's listening who is guiltless, including myself. While we are all supposed to speak out against sin, we need to do it with a humble heart. When we find ourselves justifiably upset about somebody else's sin, we are to show that person the same kindness, tolerance, and patience that God has shown us in our wrongdoing. That doesn't mean that we're giving approval of wrong living, but instead it means that we are going to be gentle and prayerful in how we handle that person with what they're doing. And more often than not, the sins we see most clearly in others are the ones that have taken root in us the most. Before attending to someone else's issues, we need to evaluate ourselves first and remember what God has done for us. Remember, God shows us his kindness in allowing us to live and enjoy life. He's tolerant and bears with us as we constantly are failing to live up to his standards. And he's patient with us as he postpones his judgment and punishment on us in order to give us and others a chance to come to repentance and have a relationship with him. Now let's talk about some growth points here. There are two parts to the growth points on this episode, and the first are to help us examine ourselves, and the second are for discussion, things to think about uh, or talk about with other people. Let's start with the self-examining growth points first. Number one, have you ever found yourself judging or looking down on someone else? If so, why? Number two, what ways have you experienced God's kindness, tolerance, and patience in life? Number three, have you ever taken what God has done for granted? If so, how? And number four, are there currently things in your life that you have tried to hide in darkness that you know will be revealed during God's judgment? If so, what are they? Now let's look at the second set of growth point questions, things that you can discuss with other people. Number one, have you ever experienced someone else judging you for something? Number two, we all know judgmental, self-righteous people. What type of things do they tend to judge others for? 
Number three, what excuses do people make to defend their reasoning for judging someone else? And number four, in what ways can we show others God's kindness, tolerance, and patience? I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Grafted Podcast. If you did, please help more people find it by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing. My family serves as Assembly of God World missionaries, and our ministry is sustained through prayer and financial support from pastors, churches, and individuals like you. For more Bible teaching and to find out how you can become a ministry partner, please visit our website, showingtheworld.com, and don't forget to follow us on social media. Until next time, thanks for listening.